All right, guys, welcome back to the Business Shift Podcast. I'm super excited to introduce you to our guest today. So our guest has definitely earned the title of expertise as a 33-year veteran of the health and wellness industry. He is certified by the American College of Sports Medicine, the National Strength and Conditioning Association, the Functional Aging Institute, and the Well Coaches Corporation. He has spent the last 33 years working in health and the wellness industry as a certified personal trainer and wellness coach. Not only has he had many wonderful opportunities to work with a diverse clientele, but this guest has been wildly successful in helping clients envision what their health and well-being would look like, feel like, and then guiding them to take the steps necessary to make that vision a reality. He works currently with motivated and established midlifers who want to combat the aging process in the most efficient and effective way so they can continue to perform at a high level at life, at work, and at play in a sustainable way into the future and beyond. He has also made some major transitions in his life and business uh, during the pandemic. And so I'm very excited to bring on Carlos Reyes. Welcome to The Business Shift, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who are focused on making the shift to business owners. We talk about what it takes to build and grow a thriving digital empire and the transition required as you grow. This is a shift I chose to make in my own business, your client success, and one you'll want to consider making as you grow from solopreneur to business owner. Please share and enjoy. All right, Carlos, welcome on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, I'm so, so, so excited to have you here. So um, as you heard in the intro, right, we're here at the Business Shift. We're focused specifically on going from that that solopreneur where it's just me, myself, and I to business owner where you've actually like created a business that's lasted for the long term. And so I know that you have a personal story with your business and how you made this transition. So I would love to know what has been your personal journey from really making your business go beyond yourself? Well, it was it was a learning process for me. So I was very proud to be self-employed. Mm-hmm. I had worked for many years to transition from an employee. I did some management. I did some sales. And then I transitioned to an independent contractor. And then from there, a self-employed person. And so that was always a badge of honor for me. Yeah. Once the pandemic hit, then I had to decide, did I want to stay as a self-employed person or solopreneur, or did I really want to be a business owner? Yeah. And so, as I'm sure you know, those are um, connected, but they're not the same. Mm-hmm. And so what I had to learn and what I had to sort of wrap my brain around was what did it mean to be a business owner? Mm-hmm. And, and so as a solopreneur, right, or an independent contractor, a self-employed person, you're working in your business. Yeah. It's your business is you. My connection with my clients, meeting with my clients, making sure that my clients um, reach their goals and are happy with the services that I'm providing, my expertise, right? Yeah. As a business owner, you want to work on your business, meaning that all of that you still provide, but at the same time, you have a foundation of what it means to run a business. Yeah. And that was that was the part that I had to sort of learn. Yeah. Um, and during the pandemic, when the pandemic hit, 
I was basically forced to do that. I had to, if I had to have a mindset shift yeah. that if I was going to keep my business running, if I was going to continue to work with my clients and make money and pay my bills, I had to have more of a business mindset and less of a self-employed solopreneur mindset. Ooh, and so yeah. for me, what was hard was engaging on social media to put myself out there so people would learn more about me, what I do, the services that I provide, and the successes that I've had, I have had over the last 33 years with my long-term clients. Yeah. Yeah, that's big. So I want to kind of know a little bit more about that mindset shift that you had to walk through when you needed to make that transition because I know it can be really hard to adjust with things in your business, especially when you're attached to a certain way of doing things. And so that whole adjusting that you had to make to go online, like what was that mindset shift and what was required of you to really commit to that adjustment and go, yeah, like we're going to go all in. This is the way I see it going. And I'm going to make that adjustment, even though it may not be something that I wanted to do in the first place. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very much a hands-on kind of person. I really loved the in-person. That's sort of my wheelhouse. Yeah. And so when that was taken away from me, I was lost at the very beginning. Right. But the motivation or the impetus for me to take my business online and to, you know, go all in um, was that I had bills to pay. You know, yeah. I, had to, I, yeah. Had to, I had to make a living. Right. Right. Oftentimes money, money is a huge motivator. And yes. So <laughs> that, that motivated me to say, all right, Carlos, you're a, a you like to be in person, you like to um, have one-on-one sessions, but that's not possible right now because of the pandemic. So just to back up a little bit, in New York City, we were hit very, very, very hard with the pandemic. And so the whole city was locked down, you know, you were were, um, required to stay at home, you were required to wear masks, you were required to distance. So that in-person that I enjoyed so much and still do, Yeah was taken away from me. Right. So since I didn't have that, I had to figure something else out. Right. And so I did a deep dive into what other trainers, people who I admired, people who I followed um, were doing and everybody was going online. Yeah. And, and so I had to say to myself, okay, this is what, this is what people who you admire, who you follow, who, um, whose philosophy you adhered to are doing if you want to be successful like they are, you have to do the same. Right. And so I had had my Facebook page. Um, I had set up my Facebook page a long time ago, but never did anything with it. I didn't have a picture. I didn't have any friends. Basically, it was it was mostly family. Yeah. And so I decided, okay, where's my ideal client? Where's my demographic that I like to work with, which is, you know, older adults who are, yeah. who are you know, trying to either delay, circumvent, or stop the aging process. So I work mm. with, so I work with midlifers, 50 plus, yeah, people who are successful, but are having trouble um, managing everything in their lives. Right. You know, when you're 50, you, you're established in your career, you may have kids, older kids, you yeah. know, <clears throat> many responsibilities that you have to juggle. And so my 
expertise is making sure that I can help those people create or um, incorporate fitness into their lives in an efficient and effective way. Yeah. Um, and the research that I did led me to understand that Facebook, because it was an older platform, yeah. was the place that I needed to be. And mm. so over the you know last year and a half, I have slowly built up my friends list, my Facebook um, outreach, my um, comfort with promoting myself and my services right. on Facebook. Yeah. So you know, it's, it's been it's been a learning process. <laughs> it's, been, it's 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 in many ways it's been um, very fulfilling because mm. it, it 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 has sort of um, what's the word I'm looking for? It is it is validated the work that I've been doing up until this point, right? So yeah. when the pandemic hit, I had to go to my clients and say, "This is what's happening." Yeah. This could be a couple of weeks. This could be a couple of months. As we now learn, or have learned, it's been years. <laughs> so, right, <laughs> because I had long term established relationships with my clients yeah they tr they trusted me they believed in what we were doing together they the majority of them went online with me we took the that's online awesome. journey together so oh that's awesome not only was i learning while i was training them but they were yeah. learning how to um how to adapt to the new environment Right. And so we sort of learn together. I mean, I've, I've, I have clients who have been training for 25 years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh man. And that, that's such a big transition to take your clients through, but I really like what you said about you like jumping in and going, we're going to do this like transition together. I think mm -hmm. that's such a, that's such a big deal. And so kind of going back to that, that mindset shift that you need to have when you did make that, that, that shift from going to, okay, like solopreneur to, I need to now commit to being a business owner. I would love to know, what would you say is the big, biggest difference between an entrepreneur and a business owner? Like what are your definitions for both of those or rather a solopreneur and a business owner? Because I think a lot of people use the terms interchangeably and mm -hmm. there's quite a different mindset shift that needs to happen in order to really step up and, and make your business something that's not just you anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. I think the difference... For me, what I learned was that you have to have systems uh, as a business owner, right? Yeah. Otherwise, you, you it's, it's overwhelming as a solopreneur, as a self-employed yeah. person to do all of these things. Yeah. To do outreach, to do take payments, to email, to text, to check up. I mean, just, just today, just right before we got on call, I texted one of my clients to make sure that she was okay because her back was hurting yesterday. Yeah. Um, but the, the, as a business owner, you'll spend less time on the boring stuff if you have systems in place like checking on clients, making sure your calendar is all set up, making sure your payment process is all set up. Outreach, which is which was big for me, right? So I was so used to meeting people on the gym floor or in person. Most mm -hmm. of my clients came from referrals because I wasn't seeing anybody in person during the yeah. pandemic. I didn't have that opportunity. I didn't have that funnel where I could 
have a stream of potential clients right um either talk to me or meet with me or so i had to figure out how was i going to do that from a distance meaning yeah. we're online yeah or we're on social media you don't really know me you have to get to know like and trust me how do i build that up on social media and yeah. you know you have to and for me it was doing I don't like the word boring stuff. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes people use, oh yeah, you have to, you have to do the boring <laughs> stuff. You have to do the, the KPIs, right? Right. <laughs> key profit indicators or key profit, you know, key, the things that are important to keep your business going. And so that was the hard part for me. That was what I needed to learn. Um, yeah. Working, working in person or working through a gym. There was, there were always people around that I could connect with. Yeah. That I could, you know, um, promote my services to right. that I could communicate with. Once that was taken away from me, I had to figure out how I could do that again online, um, on social media, and from a distance. Mm, okay, so I, I I love that. I think you're right on with the terms of like you have to set up the systems. So how? What kind of advice would you recommend or how did you get started in that process of setting up, the, setting up the systems when you've never done it before? When you look at your business and you're like, I don't even know where to start. There's so many things that I'm doing. How do I even start to systemize it? How would you do that? Well, what I did, I can only tell you what I did. What right. I did was I did a ton of research and I looked at people who were doing what I wanted to do and were successful at it. Yeah. So the, you know, the downside of social media is there are a lot of people out there who are self-promoters who are, you know, selling you something. Right. And so I sort of did this, you know, mirroring thing where I looked at myself and I said to myself, what is it that your clients are attracted to you? Um, or yes, what is it that your clients are attracted to you? And yeah. why are they attracted to you? What, what, what's special about you? Yeah. I have certifications. I have experience. I have a ton of knowledge. There's no debating that. But the one thing that I have been uh, really su successful at and I'm very proud of is establishing that know, like, and trust with my clients. Right. And so like I said earlier, I've had long-term relationships with my clients. I mean, multiple years, yeah. if not multiple decades. Wow. And so yeah. that was... That was the thing that I was looking for and people who I wanted to emulate. Mm -hmm. Were they promoting themselves in such a way that would make me feel comfortable if I were going to be one of their clients? Yeah. And so once I was able to find those people, mm -hmm. right, learn from them and take from them what I needed to build my online presence that's how I was able to transition comfortably. Yeah. Right? I want to be, I want to be true to myself. I've been doing this for 30 plus years. I don't want to be, you know, the, the 30 day transformational, you know, expert. That's not me. That's never right. been me. Right. I'm looking for long-term clients who are looking to establish a long-term, you know, lifetime ideal of what it means to be healthy and well for them and how I can help them do that. Right. And so that's what I did. I mean, I did that. That's basically what I did. I researched and re I spent un un untold number of hours researching people and learning from them and listening to their webinars and listening to their posts on social media. So I could learn from them 
and then say, this person has something that I could use, that person has something that I could use, putting right. it all together so I could establish myself, be yeah. comfortable with my online presence, and then start promoting my services. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I love all of that. And that gives you such a, a clear direction as far as how to move forward when you just don't even know where to start. So that's right. great. Do you have any recommendations as far as what you did to find the right people to listen to? Since there are so many like self promoters out there that may not know exactly what they're talking about. How did you figure out how to differentiate between people who were legit compared to people who weren't? Um, I guess I did. Uh, for me, I went with my gut instinct. Yeah. I mean, honestly, my gut instinct that there wasn't any more, anything more complicated than that. Yeah. What was this person saying? What was their message? And that I believe that they believed what they were saying and they believed in their message. And right. if their message aligned with what I was trying to do, yeah. then that was sort of the, that was the, the, the bud. That was the bud that, that, and so, you know, I've, I've established some pretty nice relationships online with people nice. who are also successful or have been successful at promoting their businesses and training their clients. And, yeah. you know, you're, you're always the one thing that I've learned is there, there, there's always somebody out there who wants to sell you something. <laughs> right. What yeah. You, what you have to decide is, do you want to buy? Do you really want to buy what they're selling? Right. Right. Um, and the one thing that I've learned is it's not about selling, it's about service. And mm -hmm. so the people who I felt were in service or try, or, you know, those were the people that I were, I was attracted to, not somebody that was trying to sell me a program, you know, for, for 12 weeks and you, you go through the, the modules and, and at the end you'll have, you know, 100 new and, and exciting right. clients. I wanted somebody who was going to say, look, you have to find your voice, yeah. package that voice, and then get people to listen and hear your voice. So then you can serve them. You can help them. So uh -huh. the people who were promoting the messages, there are lots of people out there who need your help. Yeah. And it would be a shame, or you're doing them a disservice, if you don't put yourself out there. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the people that resonated with me. Those were the people that I was like, okay, that makes sense, right? I'm right. in the service. I'm in the service business, right? Right. And so I want to serve people. So yeah. people who are promoting that service message were the ones that really resonated with me. Oh, okay. I love that. I think that that's that's a that's a really good suggestion as far as how to start to market yourself authentically instead of just mm -hmm. always looking at it going, I need to make the sale. I need to make the sale because people can sense that. And I can right. sense that too. when when I'm talking to people who are just trying to sell me. So that's, mm -hmm. yeah, that's a great reminder. So when you realized that it was time to make the shift from in-person to online, um, what would you say was probably the most difficult thing that you had uh, to embrace like that change? Did you have a hard time uh, embracing that change that needed to happen in your business? Or it was something that you just, you sat down, you contemplated, you're like, hey, I'm, I'm good to go. Or was it something you had a difficult time embracing? Well, I'll, I'll be absolutely honest. The, the one thing that really I had a hard time with was promoting myself. I've never been a good self-promoter. Um, yeah. I'm Why very, do you think that is? Well, I, you know, honestly, <clears throat> I was a shy kid. Yeah. Um, and so 
when I got started in this business, I got started, I got hired by um, Valley's Jack Lane as a mm-hmm. um, membership sales associate. Okay. And so when people would come to Bally's Jacqueline, we would try to sell them a membership. Yeah. And I was terrible at sales because I could not overcome objections. Yeah. So if somebody said, well, I can't really afford it or I have to ask my wife, I didn't have the backbone to say, you know, what do you mean you can't afford it? Break it down into right. you know, the monthly costs and the daily costs. So you can't spend a dollar seventy-two, whatever it was, right. on your health and well-being. Or I have to ask my wife. And and one of the things, one of the responses that we practiced was: if you had a male in the office, you would stand up, right? If you were across from them, if you, if there was a desk in between the two of you. You would stand up and look down at them and say, "Who wears the pants in your family?" Mm. literally i mean these are the things that we practice oh man (laughs) i have to tell you if somebody (laughs) were to say that to me (laughs) whether i wear the pants or not that's none of your business but i would i would knock them from here to you know wherever so yeah but the one promotion that we had was we invited people into the gym yeah we put them through a workout and then i would work them out and then sell them a membership Right. And and I had a 90% close rate when I did that. Wow. But as you may know, in sales, when you reach a certain um, quota, your quota yeah. goes up. Yeah. If you're only good at one promotion, it's going to be hard to keep your quota going up. Right. But at that point, I realized I was really good at the interpersonal, the one-on-one stuff. Yeah. And that's where I could sell somebody on the benefits of fitness and then sell them a membership. Right. Right. And so the hard part for me when I took my business online was I didn't have that. I didn't have that in-person connection. Yeah. And so it was much harder for me to put a message together that would resonate with somebody I didn't know. Yeah. I've gotten, I've gotten much better at it. But that's come with lots and lots of practice. I mean, you really have to do, like we say, you really have to put in the reps right. every single day. Yeah. Um, you don't necessarily have to be online every single day or post something every single day. But every single day, you have to have a structure. This is what I'm going to do for my yeah. business today. And you have to do it every day, whether it's DMing people, whether it's sending friend requests, whether it's inviting people to your group. You know, the, yeah. the monotonous work that slowly builds your business. Yeah. You have to wrap your brain around that that's what you need to do to build right. your business. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, so that, man. That, that, that was awesome. the hard part for me was, was really yeah. sort of, um, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Lessening that divide. Right. So in, mm-hmm. in person. In person, you're there's a connection there. You're looking at each other. You can hear each other's voice. You can, yeah, you know, shake hands. You can, when you're online or when you're doing social media, that connection is not there. So I had to figure out how I could get comfortable promoting myself and my services to people who I didn't know. Right. So 
what person would you say you ended up becoming in order to make that adjustment and to be successful with that adjustments? What kind of skills, what kind of characteristics, characteristics did you need to take on to really embrace that adjustment? I think letting go of um, two things, perfection, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Done is better than perfection. Yeah. Um, and my own self-doubt. Yes. Yes. Right? How did so, you do that? Practice. Just practice. Practice. Just practice. Just, just saying to my, you know, stealing my spine and saying to myself, you can do this. Right. Just put it out there. Right. And then being comfortable with that. Yeah. You know, because once, once I realized that it was okay and nothing bad was going to happen. <laughs> right. I, even, if I, even if I spelled a miss, if, if, if I misspelled a word in one of my posts or, right. you know, um, if, if I got no likes or no comments, it didn't matter. The, yeah. The, the, the important part was the consistency. And that's what I tell all my clients, right? So yeah. if you're trying to attain a goal, you want you want that desire. You want to attach a goal to it, and then be consistent with whatever steps you choose to reach that goal. If you aren't consistent, then the goal either gets further away, or the chance that you're going to attain that goal becomes less and less and less. So yeah. for me, I understood what I needed to do. I just yeah. had to do it. Yeah, and I had to be I had to be comfortable and confident in doing it. Right. Yeah. And so what kind of got you to finally do what you you knew that you needed to do? Because there's a lot of people who I work with who are like, oh, I, I know what I need to do, but they tell themselves a story of I'm just stuck and I just don't know how to do it, whatever. So how did you get yourself to move forward on those things? Taking action. I mean, yeah. honestly, that's, that's, yeah. that's the bottom line. You have to take action. You have to, if you don't take action, then it won't happen. Right. right. Um, and so you have to sort of wrap your mind around the idea that you need to do this and this and this and this to get to here. Right. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's just, just, it's, it's, it's coaching myself, right? What's the yeah. definition of a coach? It's something that gets you from point A to point B. Right. And so if I don't get on that coach, right. That's the first step. I get on the coach yeah. and the coach gets me from point A to point B. And then I decide mm-hmm. where I want to go somewhere else. Do I want to go from B to C? And, right. And, and if I want to go from B to C, I'll get on a different coach, you know, that kind right. of thing. So, yeah. Okay. I yeah. love that. All right. Awesome. Well, I would love to dive in just for a little bit about your expertise with like fitness and health and wellness and chat with you a little bit about that, because Mm -hmm. I bet you have some amazing insights. And so, um, something I really wanted to ask you, and I heard that, you know, this is what your expertise was, um, was how, what, how would you recommend continuing to prioritize movement, like physical movement when you're working at home all day? Incorporate it into your daily life. Hmm. Okay. Do you have some make, examples? Make, yeah. Make life an exercise. So mm-hmm. for instance, every, you know, the big thing now is don't sit for long periods of time because it's going to shorten your life. Mm-hmm. The clients that I work with have to sit. Right. Because that's what they do for a living. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm right they're, there. They're, it's like I, I'm exactly. on calls. I'm everything like that. And so to tell somebody that they sit too much really isn't helpful Mm -mm. 
because they have to sit. And for me, if my clients don't sit and they don't do their jobs and they don't make money, they don't pay me. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Right. But having said that, if you're going to sit for long periods of time, there are things that you could do with your core. There are things that you do with your glutes. There are things that you can do with your posture. Um, uh-huh. you know, making sure that your rib cage is stacked over your hips, that you're sitting on mm. your sits bones and not sitting on your glutes. Most of us sit on our glutes. The reason that's bad for you is there's something called gluteal amnesia, where if you sit on something for a long period of time, it goes dead. Really? Yeah. And so wow. the nerve endings don't activate. The muscles become dead. And so I don't know if you've ever been sitting for long periods of time and you, you try to get up Yeah. S- suddenly and all of a sudden your back goes, ooh. Yeah. Right? I don't know if you've ever experienced that. Okay. So that means I've, that- I've, I've had my like, I've had my butt go numb when I'm sitting mm-hmm. too long, exactly. things like that. Yeah. Right. So I so get you. you. Know, right. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. But yeah. there are exercises that you can do in a seated position whether it's just contracting your glutes, right? Um, Whether it's just contracting your core. When you think about what our core is designed to do, most of us, when we do core exercises, it's movement, it's flexion, it's extension, it's side bending, it's rotation. But our core actually is meant to decrease motion, right? So Mm. when you flex forward, yes, you are using the the front of your core, your rectus abdominis. Mm -hmm. But it's those back muscles in the front that are preventing you from going too far forward. So if you, let's say, for instance, if you're going to, if you're walking down the street and you're about to trip, yeah, right? It's those core muscles that are going to stop you from slamming your face into the ground. Ah, yeah, yeah. And so you could replicate that sitting at your desk, right? So if you're at a computer... Right, and you find yourself slouched over. Mm-hmm. Think about lifting your ribcage so it's sitting on your pelvis and contracting mm-hmm. your core to prevent that ribcage from falling forward. Right. Yeah. So, is this something that you would recommend people like have a little check in with themselves, like every hour? How do you how do you recommend all, people remember to do this all the time? Yeah. I tell all of my clients body scans throughout the day, numerous times throughout the day. Yeah. How are you feeling? Right? Is there anything tight? Is there anything yeah. loose? Does something feel painful? Does something feel weak? Right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that way you can, communicating with your body mm-hmm. is one of the things that we lose as we get older because we mm-hmm. have so many other things to think about. Right. Yeah. Right? And so one of the things that I encourage in the clients that I work with and what I promote to new clients is that mind body connection. Yeah. Right. If if you are connected, if your mind and body are connected, everything that you do becomes more efficient mm-hmm. and more effective. Mm-hmm. And since I work with people who are very, very, very busy, right. success, successful midlifers, yeah. they don't have a whole lot of time. Yeah. Right. And so I try to prevent them from falling into what I call the lost time trap. Yeah. And the lost time trap is... I couldn't find the time. You'll never find more time. Nobody yeah. has more time. Nobody's right. been able to make more time. I don't know anybody who can turn back time. If you do know somebody, let me know. <laughs> uh-huh. And then the, the second part of that is life gets in the way. Yeah. Life, life will always get in the way. Right. 
But if you plan for that, if you have a contingency plan for when life gets in the way, mm -hmm. then you want to make sure that you schedule what I say, schedule, plan and post it. Meaning you schedule it on your calendar, you plan when you're going to go to the gym and what you're going to do at the gym and then post it. Meaning you post it, you let everybody who's in your inner circle know. You let your yeah. family know, you let your uh, co-workers know, yeah. you know, anybody who will listen so they can help to keep you motivated and accountable. Right. And then the third part is um, accepting the idea, right, that only you can take care of you. Right. You know how you feel, you know when you're in pain, you know when you're sad, you know when you're happy. And so the person who's going to take the best care of you is mm -hmm. you. Yes, mm -hmm. you want a support system, you want doctors, you want supportive partners and mm -hmm. husbands and wives and family members and co-workers. But if it, it has to start with you. Mm -hmm. And so those are the three things that I promote. Or, or encourage my clients to think about. Yeah. And then within that context, that's where the body scan comes in. You yeah. Scan your body. How are you feeling? Are you tense? Are you stressed? Are you this? Are you that? And then I give them techniques and tools to help them either overcome or deal with those things. And it can be something as simple as, you know, sitting in your chair, contracting your glutes, Right? right, getting more blood flow into the lower part of your body. Yeah, so your back, your back doesn't hurt. Your back isn't tight when you try to get up from that chair on your way home, and you have to get into a car and you have to drive. You know right. that kind of thing. Then you get yeah. home and it's dinner time. You have to sit. You're sitting more and more and more and more. Right. Right. Yeah. So, what are those most common uh, strategies and tools that you give to people um, to better their lives? First is breathing. Okay. So when you, when you um, look in the dictionary and you look at the word core, you look up the word core, most dictionaries start with innermost, right? Mm -hmm. So your core is, what's the core of the earth? It's the innermost structure, right? Right. And so our innermost core muscles are the diaphragm, mm -hmm. right? And our pelvic floor muscles. Mm -hmm. Most of us don't know how to breathe efficiently. Yes, we take breaths every single day, mm -hmm. but we take shallow breaths. <clears throat> and so one of the things that I start with, let's say if I'm starting with a new client, is we do the body scan, we do alignment, spinal alignment, how to stack your rib cage over your pelvis, and then breathing. Because mm -hmm. breathing is integral to everything else that you're going to do from this moment on. Right. Right. And so when you start lifting weight, let's say, for instance, and you're trying to lift a weight over your head, how do you stabilize your spine so you don't hurt your lower back? Right. Well, you want you want to be able to engage those inner core muscles. And yeah. It's going to be the pelvic floor muscles. It's going to be the diaphragm. And then the, the, the muscles that wrap around the, the transverse abdominis, the rectus right. abdominis, the multifidus muscles, QLs in the back. Yeah. And so that's that's how I usually start with a new coin. Okay, with the breath. And is it you're teaching them a specific way of breathing? Do you, is it just to start to focus on it? What does that look like? First is start to focus on it. Yeah. Just what does it feel to take a deep breath? Yeah. And then 
you build upon that. What does it feel to take a deep breath? What does it feel right. to hold that breath? And what does it feel to exhale for an extended right. period of time? So basically what you do is you, you take longer breaths. You hold them for longer. Yeah. So you're taking fewer of them, but they're more efficient. Mm-hmm. Right? And so you take a deep inhalation. You hold it. Let your body absorb that oxygen. And then you exhale. Right? As you exhale, that's when you learn how to use those inner core muscles, the mm-hmm. diaphragm, right? How to push that air out of your lungs. Right. You'd be surprised how um, liberating it can be when you take a deep breath, because yeah. then all of a sudden your shoulders feel more relaxed. Your right. back releases. You feel less tension in yeah. your head, right? Yeah. Um, and so... That's where I start. Once I get them to do that, then yeah. there are two types of, of breathing that I like to teach my clients. Yeah. So there's the diaphragmatic breath, which okay. I just talked about. Yeah. And then there's the what some people call hollow bracing. Mm, okay. And the and the reason that's important is because once you get to doing the heavy lifting, what I call, yeah, you want to be able to brace your core at the same time you're taking a diaphragmatic breath because Mm. bracing the core is going to help to protect your lower back Mm -hmm. when you're pulling against the heavy weight when you're pushing against the heavy weight when you're doing things like squats right split squats lunges you know those kinds of things so it's a it's it's a two-part process starting with the diaphragmatic breath and then teaching them how to hollow and brace so yeah. they can breathe during the exercise, but also protect the lower backs. Oh, okay. Uh, that's amazing. I love that. And so I guess my last question for you before we finish up is, as you know, being a business owner, you want to be at your peak mental capacity. And so I would love to know what um, your thoughts are on how do you set yourself up for optimal mental clarity, right? Uh, in order to achieve, you know, your optimal focus and be able to like be in your peak state during crucial work hours. So number one, you have to practice what you preach. Yeah. I mean, you literally have to make the time. We're all, we're all busy. We're yeah. all business owners. We're trying to make money. We're trying to serve our clients. Right. But yeah. you have to, you have to schedule time to take care of yourself. Yeah. And that means, you know, exercising. That means making sure that you're, eating nutritious meals throughout the day so your so your blood sugar doesn't drop that means right. taking frequent breaks so you can clear your mind if you're stressed yeah. right i mean right. we're no different than the clients that we serve we, right. we suffer through the same maladies that they do right yeah if we're sitting for too long so our backs hurt no matter how fit you are <laughs> yeah if we're stressed out our shoulders hunch up right towards right. our ear it's almost like our ears are resting on our shoulders right? yeah 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 all of all of these things that are we're, we're helping our clients with we suffer from if mm-hmm. we don't do what we're telling them to do. So right. that's number that's number one. And then I think, you know, you have to find what works for you. Some mm-hmm. people like meditation. Um, I'm not a transcendental meditation kind of person. Yeah. I fall asleep. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that's I'm right not, there with you. That's, <laughs> yeah, and that's not the goal. So yeah. I'm much more of a mindful meditation person. 
Yeah. So I will meditate mindfully. So I will yeah. meditate on something mindfully. Right. Um, and for me, uh, quiet is really key. Mm -hmm. So in, in, in my house, I get up earlier than anybody else. So right. I have that time in the morning to mindfully meditate. Yeah. And that's, that's when I do my body scan. Right. How am I feeling? Is anything tight? Am I stressed? Am I, you know, tired? Do I feel right. good? Do I feel bad? Am I sad? You know, am I looking forward toward my day? Yeah. And so during my um, body scan, I then transition into my mindful meditation and I usually go through my day. What's, who's the first client I'm going to um, connect with? Yeah. What else do I need to do? What business... Um, uh, tasks do I have to accomplish that day? Right. When do I want to end my day? When am I going to get my workout in? Right. So I go through sort of my schedule. Right? Yeah. And then I start my day. I, I'm a huge, huge promoter of breakfast because mm. I think you need to, especially if you've gotten a good eight hours of sleep, that's your fasting time. Yeah. I like to have, you know, some, some fuel to get me started during the day. Right. Um, I do drink coffee. Yeah. I have since since for, for, for many years. Right. Um, and so that's my routine. Yeah. Is body scan, mindfulness, and then going through what I need to accomplish that day. So it's mm -hmm. not my it's not my to-do list, it's my to accomplish list. Mm, okay. I love that. Uh, man, thank you so much for walking me through that. And just thank you for being on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Uh, before we before we finish it up, where can people find you if they want to connect with you, if they're looking to change their health around, where can they go to find you? The You know, where I'm really spending a lot of my time is on Facebook. Yeah. So it's Carlos A. Reyes and it's C3R um, performance strategies, you know, you'll see my face and you'll see my logo there yeah. so they can reach me there. Um, and then I'm also on LinkedIn. So those Amazing. are the two platforms that I'm spending a whole lot of time. So if anybody wants to reach out, please do. I'm there. Um, comment, you know, uh, DM me, um, email me. Uh, I'm there. And, and I'm really, I'm really good at, at, at getting back to people. I try not to <laughs> spend too much time thinking cool. about what I need to respond to. I know. Right. Okay. Awesome. Well, sounds great. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to add before we finish up for today? Um, no, except to, you know, encourage everyone to prioritize their health and well-being. Yeah. Um, I think from my experience, if we take better care of ourselves, yeah we can take much better care of each other. I love that, man. Thank you so much today. I appreciate you joining us. Let's this go ahead great. and cue the outro. Thanks for listening to The Business Shift, where we chat about no-nonsense insights and strategies to help you transform your online business into a successful empire. If you or someone you know is an online business owner and are looking to increase the retention and ascension of their programs and outsource their fulfillment, I would love to connect. You can connect with us at yourclientsuccess.com. Until next time, keep shifting your business towards success.